Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Half of This podcast on the Morning Tea series with me, Joey. <laughs> I don't know why I'm speaking that way. It's, I guess, I'm trying to be sound serene, try and bring the calm to you, and then we'll eventually get hyped for the weekend. We'll bring about that kind of mood. And today, what we're going to be talking about is something that happened pretty much, I believe, on the just yesterday or just earlier this week, nonetheless. And that's in regards to the stock market, where big time investors, pretty much Wall Street, they got Wall Street themselves <laughs> by small time investors. Or I would say maybe your average citizens, like your average Joe, who are participating in the stock market as well, but you know, they're not the big time people. And what happened pretty much? The particular case you probably heard and learned about was that these small time investors were hashing a plan to I don't know if it was to intentionally screw over Wall Street. It seems that way. But what happened was they all bought so many shares of the company GameStop. And as a business, they are not doing so hot. I mean, they're not really thriving so much because video game. Well, they're a business that sells video games like the disc physical format. But you can download games these days, whether it's on Xbox, the PS, PlayStation series, the Switch, you know, all like computer games, like you can always download them now. You don't really have to buy the disc itself. So they're not doing so high as a business. But what happened was the small time investors bought their stocks and raised the prices so up. And let me tell you how much it went up. So within a month timeline, like one month timeline, just pretty much during this January month, the price for GameStop's stock or their one of their shares is like around, let's say like $40. And then on the 27th, it jumped way up to around $370 to $380. Insane. Insane. If you just had, for you and for myself as well, if we just bought one share, we could have made, oh, like triple or how much? I forgot the percentage exactly. It just a buttload of money. Just the returns would have been well over 200%. Oh my goodness. It's like, it's, it's a crazy number to think about. Just think about one share, right? For something that was worth around $340, uh, sorry, three, $30 to $40 per share to bump up to around $370 to $380 per share. Imagine if you had a hundred of those shares. I mean, there are stories about where the small-time investors, or I would say even for anyone else who had GameStop shares, which I would question, like, why would you have them if if you weren't part of this plan, for example? But good for them, right? They got some money. And I've been hearing stories where people are now able to, like, pay off their debts because of this whole debacle, this whole event that happened. And the people who are not benefiting from this are big-time corporations, hedge funds, and people who are short selling. Now, if you don't know what those are, I was in the same boat. I'm a big dumb dumb too when it comes to economics. So let me drop it on you about what they are, what these terminology is. Just I'll lay it down on you in simple terms. Or I'll, I'll try my best to explain it. And I'm just gonna be using Google, right? It's always your friend to explain some of these terms. So two most important ones I would say is hedge fund and short selling. Well, I would even say long selling because it contrasts to um, short selling. So let me first explain what hedge funds are. It is a strategy to 
maximize your profits while minimizing the risk. And more exactly, or to be more specific, a hedge fund is an alternative investment that is designed to protect investment portfolios from market uncertainty, like what would happen with GameStop. So this was, I guess this is the type of moment where hedge funds are supposed to protect the big time investors who are short selling against GameStop or other like, in a sense, like failing businesses. And let me tell you what short selling is. Short selling is when an investor, right? Let's say a big time investor borrows shares and immediately sells that share and hoping to rebuy that share later on at a lower price and then return them back to the lender, you know, whomever they borrowed it from so that they can pretty much gain profit from the difference, right? From when they uh, first borrowed that share and then later on when they rebought that share, but at a lower price to, you know, the profit would be between that difference. And what short selling is in a more simplistic manner is you're trying to profit off the, the shares by betting against these businesses. So you want these shares, the prices for these shares, for these businesses to go down and down and down. And the more down they go, you know, the more they decrease, the more profit you can gain. And now long selling is the opposite. Long selling is where you pretty much, it's the same, uh, I would say mechanism process as short selling, except you're betting for these businesses where you, instead of, you know, instead of like wanting to bet against the uh, businesses where you're wanting the shares to go down and down and down, you want the shares prices to go up and up and up so that you can, you know, with that difference, you can profit off of that. So that's the difference between short selling and long selling. Short selling, again, you're betting against these smaller businesses and you want their shares to decrease in value. Whereas long selling, you want to bet for these businesses and hope that their shares increase in value, right? That's how they profit. Sorry, I was like butchering a lot of it. Um, and I was even stuttering because I, I'm not, again, I'm a big dumb dumb when it comes to <laughs> anything like economic related and especially with the stock market. I have no idea. Like, I think I did it back in high school for like this. I did a stock market game for my senior year of high school and I did not give any poops about that. <laughs> Just, I did not think anything significant because I was someone who was like, I'm not going to do this. Like, why do I really need to focus on this? Well, shit can happen, right? Stock market is a large portion of, uh, I would say, I mean, at least for the United States. I mean, I don't know anywhere else, but I would imagine the same. So at least by some degree, it's a large portion of, of the economy, right? It's a large portion. So if, if it takes a hit, we all take a hit for the most part. Now, one of the bigger, like more subjective aspects of this is that the big time investors in Wall Street are complaining that this happened, right? Because what happened is when they, the short sellers, right? These big time investors who are short selling small businesses like GameStop, and there were also other small time and, you know, failing businesses that these investors were, you know, short selling against that instead their value, right? Those failing businesses were increasing in their value. And that really screwed the big time investors over. And where the hedge fund comes in is that they are supposed to protect these big time investors from these sort of uncertain events. 
But because these uncertain events were so large in of itself, right? Because I mean, with GameStop alone, the value in their shares jacked up a significant amount. They had to, the hedge fund people, <laughs> with my dumb, dumb terminology, the hedge fund people were requesting to bail out or even some of them or a handful of them became bankrupt <laughs> because of this whole thing. Because the people, this is like, in my, in my perspective, this is like the power of the people. When you get together, right, especially in an online format where it's so much more accessible to uh, connect with other people, right? No matter how far they may be from you, like physically, like geographically, it is such a powerful tool. And this is just one prime example of that, where the people who screwed over Wall Street pretty much, or at least people who are short selling against the, these smaller businesses, uh, I mean, shit went down. Now, if you don't care about this, I kind of feel the same way. Um, but the reason why you should care is I don't know all the details, right? Again, I'm a big dum-dum, but I do know and have learned a little bit that Wall Street, when they profit and when they try to strategize in order to, in order to attain or maximize the profits while minimizing the risk, they are screwing over the smaller people, pretty much you and me. Maybe you're, maybe you're part of the elitist group. Maybe you're part of the bigger group, but at least for me, I know I'm not. And that screws people over. I don't really know in what shape or form, but I, I, I do know that for sure. Um, in one way or another, it, they do screw people over. And then now instead in this particular event, we screwed or people screwed them over. So it's good to learn about this stuff. And it kind of made me open my eyes about how just how how much I just don't know about this stuff, about the stock market. And I think this applies to a majority of citizens in the United States because it's something that's just not relevant to us because we're all either like middle class or low income and we're all focused on our jobs and we're all focused on just pretty much what's in front of us, like what situations we're dealing with in this moment in time so that we don't, we, we don't have the capacity to worry about the stock market, right? That's like big boy stuff in a sense, right? If you're, if you have millions of dollars. Oh, by the way, the hedge fund people and the big time investors, they were screwed over billions of dollars, billions. So let me just, I'll, I'll just drop that right there just to throw in some uh, context as to how large <laughs> they were screwed over. But yeah, it, we don't really focus on this stuff, nor we don't, we don't really like, care too much about because it we're having to focus on how do we earn our next paycheck not how that was a stupid way to put it. like we gotta earn our next paycheck in order to put food on the table in order to pay for our bills for rent our mortgage whatever the case may be we don't have time or the capacity for the most part to be really involved with the stock market which is why i appreciate trevor noah's take on this whole event because he really laid it down in a more simplistic manner because like him or like us to say the least he even stated that like all these news outlets were throwing around these big words like you know hedge funds short selling slash shorting long selling like what is this stuff so he broke it down really nicely and in an entertaining format but in a way still where you were able to understand and 
apply it to the situation itself, right? Because once you understand it, then you can understand the situation by applying that newfound knowledge, for example. So yeah, he did a great job. I liked it. So I mean, if you still want to learn a bit more about this and want to listen to someone who's not butchering and stuttering so much about economic stuff, <laughs> go listen to Trevor Noah's take on this whole debacle. Uh, you can find it on yeah YouTube. That's where I watched it. But yeah, it's crazy. The one thing I wish I could have done. See, this is one of those moments where I feel like if I could just go back in time, <laughs> like just like just a couple of days ago, if I with the a little bit of money I had, well, it's not a little bit, but with some of the savings I have, let's say it's a thousand dollars. If I bought a thousand dollars worth of, let's say GameStop, oh my God. How much money would I have now? I'm actually quite curious. So let's say, let's do this real time right here, right now. Let's say I have a thousand dollars that I want to invest into GameStop shares for whatever reason, right? Even let's say I just don't know about this whole you know plan to screw over Wall Street and big time investors who are shorting or you know AKA short selling. Let's just do a quick math problem. So I have a thousand dollars. Let's say. Each share from GameStop is around like $35 at the time. So $35, that's, sorry, I'm doing this wrong. 1,000 divided by $35. So that'll be, I mean, 28.57 shares. Let's just round it down to 28, right? Just for the sake of simplicity. So 28 shares. I bought 28 shares with the $1,000 I have. Doesn't seem like a lot, right? But hey. Let's pretend now that the values for these shares jacked up way high. So now with this 28 shares, if I sell it back and now let's say the value for each share is $370 or I said 370 to 380. So let's just meet in the middle 375. So 28 shares times 375. Oh shit. Sorry. <laughs> Genuine reaction. I would get back $10,500. That's essentially a thousand dollar or a thousand percent return. So a thousand percent return because if I have, I believe like a one, if I got, if I got back $1,000, right, from reselling the stocks I bought, that would be a hundred percent return. So because I got ten thousand or you know ten point five k in return, that's like uh, roughly a thousand five hundred percent return, I believe, or so. But yeah, that's crazy. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. See, with we're okay. Let's say we don't have a thousand dollars. I'm just now. This is becoming fun. Just entertain the thought because this happened so recently, and this could have been something that happened to you or me. Let's say I just had a hundred dollars, right? Let's say we're just, we're, we're not that rich, right? We have to save our money. We don't know how well the GameStop stocks, that's a tongue twister. We don't know how well they're going to do. So let's pretend we have a hundred dollars that we want to invest. So 100 divided by $35 per share. So that'd be like around 2.85 uh, shares. Let's just round it up to three shares. So with a, a little, let's say a little over a hundred dollars, we have three shares of GameStop I did a game, GameStop stocks. <laughs> Let's sell it back, right? Three times 375. 
my goodness. It's a, pretty much the same thing. Around like a a little over a thousand percent returns because I got back one thousand one hundred twenty-five dollars. See, when you put it in that kind of perspective, like if you apply it to yourself, like in this hypothetical situation, like if I either invested personally a thousand dollars or a little over a hundred dollars, it puts into perspective just how much of a significant, like I guess, phenomenon this became. And if we're talking about big money, let's say you did a million dollars, like. For example, with all the people, all the redditors who, like the small-time investors who bought GameStop stocks, let's say the total amount came out to be one million shares. Like I don't know how much shares GameStop had to share at the time or to sell at the time, but let's just say it's a million stocks. So one million times three seventy-five. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I don't have to. <laughs> I feel stupid. I didn't have to calculate that out. Three hundred seventy-five million dollars. I'm sure it was way more than one million. Again, a crazy amount. Power of the people. Power of the people. Ugh. And the one thing I've also been hearing is that the people on Wall Street are complaining about how this happened. They're saying like, we need to regulate this. This is, a, you know, according to Trevor Noah too. This they're complaining. That this happened, and this is kind of going back to where I said how Wall Street people, when they're trying to maximize their profits while minimizing risk, you know, they screwed the common folk over. The opposite happened to them, and now they're complaining. Oh, we need to regulate this. This shouldn't be happening. What's going on? And one way this happened was they stopped. Like a lot of these stock market、uh, apps or platforms where you can buy and sell shares. They stopped transfers, right? Selling and buying of GameStop stocks, and I would imagine other businesses where these subredditors also invested in to jack up their prices way high. Like I, again, I heard from Trevor Noah. I think some of the other ones include AMC Entertainment, Bed Bath and Beyond, and Tootsie Roll. I think, which is a weird thing to think about. Tootsie Roll. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they did it out of nostalgia, like. You know, yeah. Whatever the case may be, they're stopping the transfers, and that's not good. And the reason why is because the hedge funds, right? Again, we're going back to the big time people,、uh, corporations and such. The hedge fund people who are protecting the big time investors, you know, from this whole situation, they need, a, like, in a sense, a break. So they're stopping again the the selling and the buying of these. Stocks from GameStop and other small-time businesses. I think it's just GameStop for now. I think that's the only one I've been hearing about for the most part. But yeah, they just need a break because they don't want to lose any more money. Ah,、uh, it's so so funny, and it's kind of refreshing because it's like f you to them, but not in a but in a legal way, right? We didn't do. I don't think. Yeah, it wasn't like I don't think it was done in a. How, I don't know how to explain it. It's like if if some kid was bullying you, for example, at school. <laughs> like, let's just compare this whole situation to bullying in the, in a school setting. If someone was bullying you at school, it's like you want to get back at that person. For example, not that you should, right? But let's say you are, you shouldn't get back at them in a in a stupid way, like where you're going like really beat the shit out of this person. 
Like, that's not good. Like, you're just being the bully itself. What would be a good way to get back at the, a bully? Maybe if that bully is like one of the starters for a basketball team, and let's say you're on that same basketball team, maybe you, re you take his place. Right, or girl, I mean, whomever the person may be. Like, maybe you take their place as being starter, and now they're sitting on the bench. And now the coach likes you now instead of that bully. You handle the situation in a more mature manner, I guess. But yet, you were still on the intent of kind of getting back at this person. It's like, that's what happened. Like, everything was done in a more civil... See, I don't even know how to explain this. It was just in a legal manner. Nothing illegal for the most part. Nothing really, like, nasty happened. Right, just this just really screwed over big time investors. So, yeah, I mean, there's nothing else I want to talk about this. Again, it's big economic stuff that my my brain does not know too much about. But it was interesting to learn about it, at least with some of the new terms I've learned, like shorting, long selling, and hedge funds. I mean, you hear about it in the news, all these complicated words. I mean, the news are supposed to be for the people. Right? I mean, for us common folk. I mean, I, that's, I don't want to say common folk. Us beautiful people, us beautiful humans, they throw out all this jargon, right, that we don't understand. And fortunately, we have people like Trevor Noah who are able to break this, these kind of situations down for the average citizen. But like you, probably, but definitely with me, I'm just focused on my own situations in life. This topic was just something that caught my eye because it involved, I think it was just interesting enough because you know about GameStop, right? Or maybe you know about it but haven't heard about it in a while, but now it's involved in this huge, 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 uh, like, you know, stock market situation. So yeah, I just saw the dynamics and that caught my eye. And I also know that for those who are interested or maybe want to get into it, but just don't know what the hell is going on with all the terminology thrown around. I just want to try to provide some clarity with some of the terminology and hopefully the whole situation itself. I at least provide some background to it so that when you go to a more reliable source, not me, I'm not a reliable source. Again, I already say I'm a dum-dum when it comes to economic stuff. Go to Trevor Noah, go to someone else. I don't know who else. I mean, I don't know economic people. Just go to Stephen Colbert, like those people. I like those people with new stuff. They seem at least real, right? <laughs> I hope. So that's it for this episode. Only thing that I got from this, other than learning some new fun facts, is I have a drive now, or I just want to earn some money. <laughs> it's, I just want to go get money. I want to earn it. I, I haven't been working because I've been taking care of my mother throughout this entire pandemic because she is part of that risk group of being 65 years and older. She's 69 and she's also a cancer patient, breast cancer. And she's doing great, by the way, nothing serious. She actually got her vaccine first dosage just the other day. And it's good to hear that, right? It's, it's good to know that this is happening for her at least and that she's gonna get her next shot in the next three weeks, right, from Pfizer. And I've heard some other stuff about that, actually, regarding how the efficacy of Moderna's versus Pfizer slash BioNTech, which is weird for me. I, I, I thought Pfizer and BioNTech, first of all, I don't even know if I'm pronunciating that right. I thought they were two different groups. Maybe they are, but they're just joint. I don't know. But yeah, 
I've heard there's different efficacy rates for certain ethnic groups. And I'm not too sure about what those numbers are. Like what's the efficacy between those who are Caucasian slash European, uh, Asian. I mean, I just don't know. Yeah, I haven't read the results. I believe you can find them easily because they would definitely have to share their data and other information regarding their vaccines because this was an emergency approval right back in December. So, I mean, of course you want to tell the people what's going on with this vaccine and what it could do to you, right? You, of course you have to. It's, it's responsibility on their part as a pharmaceutical company. But other than that, yeah, she's doing well. I haven't been working nonetheless. I wish I was. I was doing online tuning for a little bit, but yeah, that stopped quickly. And I've been looking for ways to get some money. Like, yeah, this is why I wish that I can go back in time with the stock market thing. Like just, just buy at least one share of GameStop and then I could get something at least out of it, right? Just something. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of the Half of This podcast on the Morning Tea series. If you'd like to support me, follow me, and listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also support me by sharing this with your friends and family who may find this insightful, enjoyable, or simply want to laugh their butts off. And if you'd like to contact me, you can do so by emailing me by DM me on my social handles, or you can go to my official input forum page where you can drop any sort of comments, questions, even topics that you'd like me to talk about in future episodes. Drop them all there or anywhere. Email me, DM me, go to the input forum page, whichever one is most convenient to you. And again, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I'll talk to you next time, next week, Tuesday. Have a great weekend. I said that weirdly. We're ending this podcast episode on an awkward note. So yeah, have a great weekend. <laughs>